Welcome back to Tekus McGinnis Elder Care Law Hour, where we explore the many issues that arise due to aging, disability, and unexpected illness. I'm your co-host, Tim Takis, and today we're talking about legislation, specifically legislation relating to seniors. And in this segment, we're going to be shifting our focus and, and talking about legislation that's impacted adult daycare services and, and how these services are licensed. To help us understand that more, we'll have Bill Zaworski from the, he is the executive director from Centennial Adult Care Center and the president of the Tennessee Association of Adult Day Services and Marianne Oglesby Southerly, who is the executive director from the Veranda. Welcome, Bill. Welcome, um, Mary Ann. Thank, Thank you so much you. for being here. Tell Thank us the, about the different types of adult day care services and what's, what's out there for folks. Well, we have a respite care. We have adult day services, which is Bill, which would be um, social and medical models of adult day care. And they're there um, all day versus respite, who's there partial parts of the day, times of the day. So I think that's pretty... So are there different models, such as a medical model or a social model? And are they governed or governed the same way? There are the, so there are licensed programs and unlicensed programs, and those licensed programs can be broken further down into social model adult day service programs or medical model adult day health care programs. And then there's licensure exempt programs, like Marianne mentioned, the, the respite type programs, and truly unlicensed programs as well. Okay, mm -hmm. so adult licensed adult day services, which is medical and social. Right. And then licensed exempt. respite. Respite. Mm -hmm. We're not licensed per se, but we are uh, required to report to the state, and there are guidelines that we have to uh, adhere to, okay. such as visits from DHS and just like others. I got gotcha. you. So does Tennessee guidelines kind of mirror other states, or is there something unique about Tennessee? Tennessee is, uh, is rather unique in our, in our region in, in that Department of Human Services licensed both social and medical model programs exactly the same. Other states that surround us do have dual licensure for adult day services and adult day health care, uh, whereas mm -hmm. Tennessee lumps it all together as one service uh, license. Hmm. So <coughs> what's changed recently how does that, and how does that affect seniors and, and your industry? Previous to 2007, July of 2017, programs were allowed to function uh, serving up to 10 individuals per day without a license. And in July of 2017, that changed to five or more individuals had to become licensed, at which point that did affect mo numerous providers that had been operating at, at, uh, you know, at seven to 10 people per day. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, you know, some of the respite programs, wh which introduced the next set of legislative <laughs> changes that came in last year. Okay, is that you now to That's talk about me. that? Okay. Yeah, that is me. When that law came into effect, it really would shut us down, and it did some closed over it. And there's a program in Maryville that it was about to close as well, and so the new legislation um, allows us to have a respite program, kind of a caregiver day out, like Mother's Day out, for religious organizations and religious um, well, religious organization, that's the best way to do it. And so we are governed different than Mother's Day Out slash Parents' Day Out, but but it did change it, yeah, forever. It was a year-long process, I will tell you, I to gotcha. get that in. But but we are all legal now, and so it is a respite. Tennessee, uh, Alabama has a great uh, program for respite in churches, Georgia, but Tennessee did not have a provision for churches to have caregiver day out like they do uh, parents mm -hmm. day out. So how or why did we want to make this, uh, make it change? 
Well, because you really can't do it for just four people, basically. Yeah. And so where we could do 10, we were down to four. And so to heat and cool a church building where it was had to be, um, it was just not financially feasible. And who are you going to tell they can't come? I had 15, so I was going to have to let a whole lot of families. And in Sumner County, there is no other. So... Um, mm -hmm. So when you have five or more now, you have to be licensed. As an adult daycare, adult which day we services. never were, really. Right. I mean, Bill is. Right. Uh -huh. We were not. Right. Mm -hmm. And respite, as I understand, that's where, that's really re like respite for the caregiver. Right, so, for the caregiver. So the, so. so the care receiver is, you know, becomes a resident or, exactly. or uses With your services. Clients. Yes. We, for four hours, it's social-based, just like it used to be, but social-based, activity-based mm -hmm. for a short amount of time. Right. So why aren't all these programs need to be licensed? It's a very good question. Yeah. Before, in the early 90s, there was no licensure in the state of Tennessee whatsoever. Uh, and when licensure was even proposed in the early 90s, there, there was a significant lobbying effort from mm -hmm. other larger organizations to allow for uh, unlicensed programs to continue to operate co-localized in assisted living and nursing facilities. And that has such you know, changed over time with the, the nationalization of adult day services really becoming more of a forefront of part of that continuum of care. So th there still is a need for an unlicensed service program if there is a, an exemption such, such that like, the Veranda Ministries and New Providence and Maryville and other respite programs. However, adult day services in general should be regulated and licensed uh, for individuals that are serving more than four, four people per day. Mm -hmm. hmm. So what's some of the positives and the negatives about a business being licensed at a daycare being licensed? Uh, as far as positives, certainly the, the oversight, governmental oversight, inspections, unannounced inspections, regulatory adherence. Uh, negatives, there, there really are no negatives per se for being licensed. Uh, the negatives for being an unlicensed program is certainly the, the lack of oversight, uh, unless it is a truly exempt program, which then still adheres to the same licensure, basic licensure guidelines, administrative oversight, et cetera. Mm. Yeah, because it just kind of seems like to me, if I'm if my mom's going there, and I don't care whether it's, whether there's three people there or twenty, right? You know, I want to make sure that my mom's taken care of. Sure. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and and we have a limited amount of people that can come as well. Mother's Day out does not. Parents' Day out, they can have three hundred, mm -hmm. but but we cannot. We have been with that, the new bill capped us at fifteen, so uh, we can have more days. Okay. But per person is how it is done. It's done a certain amount of hours per person, which we divided ours up into three days instead of two six-hour days. Right, and that's the licensed, just so our viewers understand, right. that's that the is, licensed respite model, right? Yes, that is the model for which will be for respite for anyone, any church or religious organization that wants to have this program will have to register with the state. And we're in the process of working with DHS to get all of that uh, I mean, we'll have a blank slate here, so mm -hmm. it, it'll all be new, but, yeah. but you'll have to register. Right. You, and you have visits yeah. from DHS right. as well. Yeah, I, th I think respite and, and adult daycare is such an important part of the continuum of services for people. They're trying to take care of a loved one at home, avoid institutionalization, right. but it seems like one of the biggest barriers is just there's not enough of them out there. So does legislation help or hurt growing those numbers of, of centers? I think at the Tennessee Association, we believe this legislation will help. Not only okay. will it allow 
uh, smaller organizations that are affiliated with, with religious institutions to become certified exempt respite programs, but it also will allow uh, uh, licensure to be able to be issued to smaller organizations before you actually could not get a license until you serve 10 people. So this will allow individuals to be able to, to serve programs to become licensed uh, less than that, which will then also allow them to contract with managed care organizations to serve choices, members mm -hmm. through Medicaid and other, uh, other institutions as well. So this will. So that's expand. the hook here about how basically how some of these organizations or, or businesses can get paid. Right. Right. So it could be paid for by Medicare, managed care, or just traditional mm -hmm. Medicare? Traditional Medicare and managed care, not yet. Uh, so okay. Medicare Advantage will, will be coming to, to the plate very soon. Gotcha. Currently, is through Medicaid to through Ten Care, the Choices Program, uh, through the Area Agency on Aging and Disability, right. Veterans Administration. Uh, there are some okay. other programs, long-term care insurance. Uh, Medicare Advantage uh, just came out with uniform flexibility this past year, which will yeah. allow for adult-based services to be included uh, as a reimbursable service, uh, beginning in 2019. But obviously, it has to be uh, added by each managed care organization. Uh, and that's one of the big pushes from the Tennessee Association. Is should we to put the contact that. information up? We should. Yeah. We should. All right, so look, got that up here. Uh, both for Centennial Adult Care Center and the veranda, and your phone numbers as well. So, um, you know, I'm excited about anything that's that's helping make sure that this is available for, for seniors in the community. And and you know what? A payer source is always a good thing to help, <laughs> uh, help a program right. grow. We thank you both for being thank here. Thank you. Thank you. And next, we're going to continue our legislation discussion with AARP. Thank you. Thank you.